0: Welcome to the latest episode of the official Everton podcast, and we're joined by a very special guest in James Tarkovsky. James joined the club this summer and has made an excellent start to his Everton career. He's been a key part of a Toffees backline which currently boasts the best defensive record in the Premier League. His journey to the top of the game hasn't always been plain sailing though, and in an open and honest chat with us, he discusses the experiences that have shaped him as a player and as a man. We started the conversation by asking James what made him make the decision to leave Blackburn Rovers Academy at the age of 14 to play Sunday League football. I think up until probably that season there where I left, I'd always enjoyed playing football and that was the first time in my life that I'd found that I wasn't enjoying it um, which probably resulted in me not playing so much. Um, I think other people developed more than I did at that time in in my football career and people progressed past me so it was the first time I felt sort of out my depth a little bit, maybe. Uh, and I could see that I was su- sort of getting pushed out a little bit, lack of playing time. So just between me, and, me and my parents, we decided it's probably a good time to leave and, and get back out playing football and I uh, say enjoying it again. Um, and I just saw a lot of my mates playing football together, and knowing how much fun they were having, um, so I just thought it was a great opportunity for me to go and do that instead.
1: It must have been a big decision for you to make at fourteen. What were the main reasons why didn't you think you were progressing as much as you you might have done?
0: Um, I didn't grow for a while, which seems strange now when you look at me, but I think from the age of probably 12 to 14, 15, I didn't really grow at all. Um, one of my close friends was there with me and he shot past me and he was quicker than me, stronger than me, um, fitter than me. So just things like that really didn't play into my favour. Um, and it was almost as like as soon as I left, I just started to grow again. Um, So maybe a bit mistimed by me, but I think even if you watching to in the day at the time, they would have said that, I wasn't at the level required at that time. Um, and I think I made the right, right decision for my career.
1: And you went to Main Road then to play in Northwest North West Counties League. What was that like for you, playing in men's football at such a young age? Because you were only, what, 15, 16 when you were playing for them?
0: Yeah, so I had a brief period playing Sunday League with my mates. Um, and that was almost too easy for me. So I needed to find like a good middle ground, really, of not getting back into academy at the time, because I wasn't too keen to do that. I spent all my life doing that. Um, and a teacher from school who asked me to go go down there because he was part of the setup. So I said, "Why not?" I, I, I drew a bit in that time. I put a few inches on, a bit of weight, um, and it was a great experience for me. Playing against men, proper men, um, and it toughened me up because I was I was I was soft, and also it, it made me made me start to speed up my play a little bit. Uh, I was playing centre midfield then, so I, I had to get used to taking the ball quickly and getting rid of it quickly. Um, but I loved it. It was a great experience. Um, it's something that I think I've really benefited
1: benefited from growing up. Sounds quite comical now for you to say that you felt you were soft then from seeing you know your stature and seeing you play in the game but was it purely a physical thing then? Uh,
0: no not just physical mentally as well um, <clears throat> I, had a, I had a great upbringing my parents are great in me but being always around that academy setup, I just felt like I was a bit soft mentally um, I knew how to play football I knew how to receive the ball I knew how to pass um, I knew how to defend but then sort of Maybe physically a little bit, also mentally, just wasn't ready to battle properly, get, get my foot in all the time. If things didn't go my, go my way, I wouldn't really like then stand up and, and, and be there. So um, that kind of thing, playing with men, it toughens you up very quickly.
1: And at Main Road, what was the atmosphere like in the dressing room for you, being that age? What was it like to be around that, be around the banter? I don't know if you were able to go on any night out or anything like that as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't really on the night out scene then. Uh, no, it was great. Um, there was a, a lad close close from where I was living who used, to, who used to take me over. I think he was probably about 22, 23 at the time. Um, and he, he was one, probably the best player there, to be fair. So j- just to them little car journeys over with him, speaking to him, seeing what, like where his life was going seeing what these lads are up to in the day-to-day lives working 9 to 5 and then having to go and play um but it was a great set of lads um as I say I feel like I really benefit benefited from that
1: brief period there and you mentioned you used to be a midfielder when did the transition to defense happen
0: um it, went, it was sort of gradual at Blackburn I went from I started there as a centre forward and I gradually worked my way back to centre back then when I came out of the academy system I always enjoyed playing centre mid felt like it was the position where you was most involved and that's what I always wanted to be um, but then as I started getting back into academy football when I went to Oldham um, the coach who knew me for years always wanted me at centre back and I played for my county team as well right in Manchester, they put me at centre back so I think they they saw my physical size then when I I grew a bit more um, and I think my reading of the game which was always something that I thought was <clears throat> I was really good at I could always see Dane just spot it quite quickly and playing at the back is obviously <clears throat> something that you really need to do
1: And when you moved back to Oldham, you suffered quite a serious injury quite soon after going back. How was that for you to to deal with that mentally? Because you broke your leg, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I did. I just, probably because of my age, I I didn't see it as being that serious. Obviously, I knew knew the injury was serious, but I never really overthought the the long-term issues that could have come with it. Um, I just sort of saw it as, oh, I've got a a four or five-month injury, but then I'll just be back. So I never really looked too much into it. Um, Obviously, looking back now, there was was a lot to deal with um, at quite a crucial period in in your footballing career. But um, just because of my age and the way I am, I didn't really read too much into the situation. I just cracked on.
1: And you mentioned those qualities that you were able to have as a midfielder and then how that helped you maybe move into defence as well, but you managed to score a hat-trick in a Youth Cup game, is that right? What are your, your memories of that?
0: My Youth Cup yeah, uh, I did, yeah, yeah. I was a uh, set-piece specialist with her at the time, I think. Uh, I'd say I've I've been through different stages of my career physically, and at that point I was physically probably, probably better than a lot of other lads at that age. Um, I was big for my size, uh, not fully grown, but probably compared to other lads at that age, I was probably a bit more advanced, so... Um, we managed to use that to our advantage in in, in, a, in a lot of games I think I scored maybe 10 or 12 one season so uh, yeah it was a real benefit of mine at that point
1: it was against Manchester City too so I suppose as a, as a Man United fan that probably felt quite good but but they won the game didn't they in the end
0: yeah I mean they, they were one of the
1: best sides about yeah. to be fair
0: at the time um, and every time they went forward they nearly scored um, but it was a good game to be fair yeah. I think you might say it finished like Five three, six three. Right. I think
1: it was five four. Five four. Yes,
0: yeah. So there was plenty of goals. Yeah. And for all them at the time, it was it was it was a tough fixture, uh, and we took it all the way. I think I remember it was n- nearly nicking one light on to make it five all. Um,
1: so yeah, no, no, good times you went on to make almost 100 appearances for Oldham. How did you grow in that time? It,
0: it was a, a sort of a, a slow progression, I would have said. Mm-hmm. Um, I broke in quite soon into my second second year of the YTS, so quite young, especially, with, I think, from my position. I think it's a bit easy to throw maybe a, a winger or a forward on at that age, but to play centre-half, you know, it's difficult. Um, but they obviously saw something in me which came as a bit of a surprise. But then from that point onwards, I had spells in the team and spells out the team. I came in at quite a crucial point where we needed where we needed points on the board and, and I performed well, for, I think, for my age. And then I thought, I hope we can go into the seasons beyond that. I would have played a bit more initially, but it took time, um, which I understood because of the pressures of a, of a League One manager is if you don't get wins and results and points on the board pretty soon, you're probably going to lose your job. Um, so I, was, I always felt like I was one of the first ones to come out of the team if results weren't going our way, which I fully understand now I think at the time I found a bit more difficult. Um, but it's all an experience which has always benefited me through my career.
1: And then at the age of at the age of twenty one, just uh, Brentford came calling and you moved from the northwest down to London. How was that experience for you? Because I guess it must have been a big decision for you to move, you know, from Manchester down to the big smoke. It was difficult, very difficult. The club, all of them, were desperate for money
0: at the time, and any the asset they had, they were desperate to get rid of just to, f- to fund the club going over the coming months. And I was one of the ones at the time that they had um they sort of made it aware that i was going to get sold in in, in the january window so i was sort of just waiting to see what options came uh brentford came in and <clears throat> initially it was going to be a sign i went back on loan to olden but then there was a couple of injuries pretty pretty soon as soon as i signed so i got called straight back down so it all happened so fast that i didn't really have time to take it all in um before i knew it i was in my car packed my bags and off down the road um which I'm glad it happened that way to fair. I think if I would have had to overthink it, it would have played on my mind a bit more because it happened so so instantly. Um, I didn't have time to think. I had to just go go with the flow. Um, and as soon as I got down there, I was comfortable. Uh, great set of lads. all A lot of lads around my age, which made it a lot easier. Uh, and, and a great set of a club. It, it made it very welcoming. The fans were great for me as well.
1: Can you talk a little bit about, about the style of play that you had at Brentford? Because Mark Warburton was very particular, wasn't he, in, in the style that he wanted and maybe it wasn't quite the norm at that level, but um, in what ways did that help you develop?
0: It was great, it was great for me to so be fair. Um, I felt like I came on leaps and bounds in a 6-12 period. I went from playing at a team, Oldham League 1, where we were struggling, just sort of surviving around mid to lower table um, to them, Six months later, I'm into the championship and felt like i was performing really well. Um, they they got everything, sort of everything down to a T for me. Really, all I said physically they got me in a, a real good position. Felt like I was fit. Um, I could get around the pitch well. Felt strong. Um, but then the great belief in me that I could just go and play football, and the, sort of that that belief just really benefited my game. I was able to do everything I wanted to on the pitch. Never felt like I was under any pressure from the coaching staff or the other players. Um, it was a great environment to work in. Yeah, I loved it there.
1: And what about that style? Because he, he was very keen on you playing out from the back, wasn't he? And did, was that something that came on a lot during that spell? Yeah,
0: he made it clear that he wasn't worried about mistakes. He said, this is our style of playing, we'll do it no matter what. Which at times we got punished for, um, but then he understood. So he, as, a, as a player, it's great to know that your manager's got your back in them situations. Uh, and it brought the best in most of the players there. I think if you look at the odds well, of I was there, loads of them progressed onto different clubs and, and up, up beyond that. Um, and it's something that they've, they've still done to this day, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, that that belief to, the belief that the manager's got you back no matter what, um, it's, it's always helps to go out onto the pitch knowing
1: that you can go and just be yourself. And you worked with David Weir too, a former Everton defender. Yeah. What type of influence did he have?
0: He was class. He was really good. He, um, a lot of individual meetings and, and sort of defensive meetings where we'd go through our clips. And because we were still quite young, we needed, we needed to learn. Um, so after every game, he'd always sit us down and say, like, this is what we liked. This is what we need to improve on. Um, and as a team we we, we benefited from that um, and knowing the level that Davey played at for so long um, it was great to have about um, and
1: I, I still kept in touch here and there as well. Yeah, do you still, do you still ha- speak to him now and again because he seems like a, a, such a good character?
0: Yeah, he was great. I've seen him in the airport in the summer, briefly sp- spent five, ten minutes with him uh, and then whenever like, I've moved on in my career or I've seen D- Davey move on um, we just fire each other a lot of texts to make sure we're both okay.
1: And you became a real stalwart of the team at Brentford, but after a while, it got to the stage where you wanted to move back up to the northwest. And um, can you talk a little bit about the circumstances that made you want to make that move again?
0: Yeah, my mum's my mum's had MS for quite a few years, but it sort of deteriorated a little bit quite quite quickly while I was down in London. Um, so I asked the club to help me move back up north, which. At first it seemed okay with it and I feel like they made it a bit more difficult for me when it came to the transfer window opening. Um, I knew that Burnley were, were, was an option for me so I asked them if I could try and make that possible and I just didn't feel like they were they were trying to do that. Um, I was never happy with the way it ended there but I made the choices I made um, and in the end I got what I wanted out of it, um, which was to get back home and playing football.
1: And there was a stage where it got to where you didn't feel you were able to play in a game. Um, but people didn't know the full story, really, they didn't know what the situation was like with your mother. So was that quite difficult to deal with when people were making those judgments without having the full details?
0: It can be, yeah, it can be. I, I knew that the people closest to me and, and the club, they, they knew my reasons why. Um, it was just more that the general public didn't know why and it took a bit of time to get that out there. Um, and I know I think f- football fans are, are really passionate for their football club so they're never going to fully understand when a player or, or a manager or anyone from the club goes against what, what the club stands for. So I, I fully understand football fans who support their clubs um, but as I say sometimes you have to look after yourself and in that moment I felt like I had to.
1: And in terms of your relationship with Brentford and I, I understand it's very good, I suppose people from the club got in touch with you when you made your England debut and things like that so it's still a club that you have got affection for.
0: Yeah, of course, yeah. And I, I say people at the club understood my position. Um, the owner, Matthew Benham, I seen him when we played him a few weeks ago, he came over, asked how I was. Um, he, sent me a, I said he sent a tweet out when I played for England, which, was, which is great. Uh, and i still got some very close friends there. Um, there's some very good people at the club. And I said, the people inside the club understood my position. Um, I think it's just more the general view from the outside, which was difficult to see at the time. Um, but I think there's a lot of people that were very
1: understanding. You moved on to Burnley and they obviously had an established centre-back parent at the time with Michael Keane here and uh, and Ben Mee. Was that a challenge for you as well, going from playing every week to maybe your appearances being a little bit more sporadic?
0: Yeah, it was. It was very difficult. <clears throat> um, but I think those are the experiences at Oldham where I was in and out of the team a while. That, them kind of experiences do benefit you because then you learn that you need to. They're the occasions when you need to learn to better yourself, and maybe at them times older, I didn't spend my time wisely always where I was. Where I was out the team improving myself, um, but probably my improvement off the pitch in the, in that year and a half that I spent not playing, where, where I developed my game quite a lot. It gave me the chance that when I did come into the team, that I could show what I was all about.
1: And what ways do you feel you developed there, James?
0: Um, defensively, for sure. Uh, the manager there was very keen for me to improve my defensive side of the game. Um, as I say, I, I always felt like I could read the game well, um, but there was just habits that I picked up from playing, probably in a, an over-expansive side at Brentford, which I needed to just change a little bit to go and work, work in that setup. Um So the manager was great for me. We did lots of individual sessions and lots of team sessions where I learnt um, the best parts of my game, which I, I hopefully show both sides of my game now.
1: Was that support really important, especially when you're not playing? Every week, James, did Sean Dice tell you that he had faith in you, that he thought you were going on an upward tra- trajectory?
0: Yeah, he, he, he was always there to tell me that, that he always believed I was going to do well for him. Um, obviously, it's difficult at times. There's, there's days and games where you get very frustrated, when it's tough to sit on the sideline and watch. Um, but it's all experience that you, that you benefit from f- through time. Um, and As I say, when I got in the team, I, I never really got out of it again. So... Uh, it, it did take a while, but then now looking back, I, I, I was there six six years or so and played a lot of games. Um, so it was the the initial period was tough, but the overall experience was
1: great. You did end up at Burnley with an incredible record of consistently playing week after week. Um, did you feel that you belonged there straight away when you were playing in the Premier League at the start?
0: Yeah, so I sort of, I was in I was used as a sub a lot in the first season in the Premier League, mainly mainly more in midfield, and then I got a few starts near the end of the season with a couple of injuries. Um, so I, I knew what the level was like. I knew I was more than capable because I'd trained with lads who played in the Premier League a lot, and I, I knew I was doing well. Um, but then going out onto the pitch show and showing it is another thing. So I had the belief in, my, in myself, um, and pretty quickly to be fair, because the team had a good start to the season, and, and, and individually I did. Um, it helped me settle quite quickly and sort of knew I was capable of playing at that level.
1: And in March 2018, that lad who left Blackburn went and played for Main Road. Incredible achievement that you went on to make your England debut in front of 80,000 people at Wembley against Italy. How can you sum up what that meant to you and, and your family as well? Yeah, I mean, it's probably quite
0: difficult really now. It seems so long ago. Um, I think that season, was it was just a bit of a whirlwind, really. To break into the team, the team doing really well. We were top four, top three at one point. Um, and then there was a lot of talk about me and Popey going to the England set but it never really felt like it was going to happen. It was more just paper talk. So when we got the final call-up and then I managed to play, uh incredible feeling and something I will never forget. Um, and to play for your country, especially in those circumstances, at Wembley against Italy, Full House, um, yeah, it was incredible. I, I I watched it back for the first time about six months ago, um, and it was just hard. I, I was trying to picture myself in that position. It was hard. It's hard to see see it back now, uh, looking back on it. Um, but it was nice to watch again. Um, and and you never know. Maybe maybe again sometime
1: soon. What did you make of your performance when you watched it back? Were you happy with it?
0: Yeah, I was actually. Yeah, yeah, I was. Um, I was a bit younger. A nice clean shaven face I think I had, um, but no I did, I did well, it was It was a strange game It was because Italy it started really well and had a few chances early on um, but then yeah looking back I enjoyed it, I think I had a, a chance to score actually at some point as well which is a bit disappointing.
1: And in terms of like your family and the messages you got from friends, cause I know you've got a quite a close-knit group at home don't you, it must have been amazing for all of them too, it must have been quite emotional for you in a way to think about what it would mean to them to see you Perform for England at Wembley. Yeah, no, it was incredible.
0: We played Holland a few days earlier on the bench, and my fa- family and a few friends flew out there, and then I got quite a few came down to watch me at Wembley. Yeah, it was amazing because some of my some of my mates are real, real big England fans that I love it. So for, for them, just to see one of their mates out there playing, yeah, it must be incredible for them too.
1: And do you feel now you've got a platform at Everton to go and maybe have more of those moments playing for your country because you know you're playing exceptionally well at the moment and a and a team that's performing well too. Do you feel? This could be a springboard for you to get back into that setup.
0: I've got a full belief in myself that I'm more than good enough to go and play for England. Absolutely. Um, I mean, the opportunities, obviously, there at the minute for, for, for players to get into the squad still. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, I've just got to perform to the best of my ability, which I feel like I've started pretty well here. Um, and the team's
1: doing well, and that, that and that can only benefit me. Your grandfather is Polish, and you could have played for them too. Was that ever a serious option for you?
0: Um, I mean, I'm I'm very proud of my roots. I was close to my grandfather growing up, so it's not something I would have ruled out. Um, obviously, I was born in England, and I'm, I'm an only I only speak English, so they're the things that tie me to England most. Um, but I'm very proud of my Polish roots as well. I have family over there that I speak to, so um, it wasn't something that I was
1: I was I'm never going to say no to. It was just the fact that I've always felt English. Your grandfather sounds like an incredible man. Can you talk a little bit about his story?
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he he died when I was quite young. I think I was maybe 11, 12 when he, when he passed away. Um, but he came over during World War Two. He was quite young. He, I think first of all, he went east and ended up traveling back west and then ended up in the army driving tanks. Um, so I'm sure a very difficult period of his life. Um, but some of the stories that they tell were great. And we've actually got a a DVD of of him talking through his story, which I'm going to watch back soon.
1: And did you have any family members from Poland saying, oh, come on, come and play for us, James?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've got a cousin, my cousin Pavel. uh, He's very keen for me to go over there. Um, He's obviously a a, a big fan of mine and a big fan of football. Um, And he's always messaging me asking to go and play for Poland. uh, it, I know he, he came over when I was growing up. He came over in England for five, ten years. So I'm very close with him. Uh, so he's always trying to
1: persuade me to get back over there. Moving on to the move to Everton, what made you think this is the right club for me? Speaking with the manager,
0: seeing his belief, seeing his belief in my abilities and how I can help help the club. Um, knowing the size of the club being from the northwest, seeing how the fans reacted in in that response to the difficult season last year. Um, and then sort of the plans moving forward. We've seen the people we're, the players have brought in, how much of a close-knit squad we've got now. Um, we've got good characters in there, great ability, um, but a lot of I've got a lot of good work ethic and people who want to do well for this football club. Um, and all of the things have sort of knitted together, and, and that, they were the, me- the real reasons why I want to be here.
1: So three months later, after making that move, do you feel like all those reasons have been justified, really? Absolutely, yeah. I've,
0: from the moment I joined, I've loved every minute um there's a great group of people lads on the pitch people in the background um there's been a few turnaround of faces some lads have gone some new faces have come in um but there's a real positive environment here um i think i think everyone's looking up and looking to the future and excited about where, where this team can go
1: um, and i'm proud to be part of it there does seem to be that belief among the whole squad really and among the staff because i remember speaking to you after the merseyside derby and it was a nil nil draw we still hadn't won a premier league game at that stage, but you still seemed very upbeat, very positive. Where does that belief come from? Is that just in terms of training with these guys every day and seeing their ability, as well as that collective spirit that you've got to?
0: Yeah, I think that's for me. Yeah. I think from the lads who maybe here last season, they've seen how difficult it was um, at times, and then they've seen the sort of turn around, turn around we bad. Um The squad's changed a bit. And the mentality's probably changed a little bit and, and people sort of excited to be out there training and playing and looking forward to games. When the Arsenal game got called off, there was a real feel of disappointment, mm-hmm. which I think sometimes can be strange when you're due you to go to Arsenal away, who have been playing really well. To so be disappointed that, that game's called off, you, you're obviously thinking, well, we must fancy ourselves to go to the Emirates and, and do well. Um so we were just desperate to get back out there again. We've got we we're glad the game was on against West Ham and we went out there and performed. And there's still a lot more to come from this team, but we're we're showing that the real a real start of something good here, but we need to keep on developing. Um, and that's with the ball, without the ball, and on the training pitch and, and then, uh, on a match day.
1: Um, but so far, there's been very good signs for this team. And in terms of the manager, what about him has impressed you the most since you joined the club?
0: Um, there's been a mix of things, really. The The, the coaching's been unbelievable because um, we've had a bit of a turnaround in terms of... St- playing style formations have changed already this season. Um, but everyone seems to know the jobs and that going out into the weekend, knowing knowing your job so so simply and knowing what you need to do. And then when you get into that final third, you've got the, the talent of the lads we have in this team. Um, it's a re- it's a real good base to, to, to go and perform. Um, but then also, it, it's a difficult situation. You've got to keep lads happy. It's difficult. You've got to change bodies around. Um, but everyone in the whole squad um, is in this together. And
1: obviously moving forward, that should help us. And the manager has said you've brought a lot, as well as on the pitch, off the pitch as well, in terms of your personality, your positivity. Is that something you do consciously or is that is that just you? Is that just James, how you how you are on a daily basis?
0: Yeah, I think that's just me. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit different off the pitch and I'm on it. I think you get me on there and I'm a bit more fired up, um, a bit more of a wind up on there, but off it. I, um I'm just, I just enjoy my life. I've been, I'm super fortunate to be a footballer, and I'm even more fortunate to be a footballer for this football club. So, um, I just enjoy every minute I, I, I'm here. Um, and then also just the, the the person I'm around the football club. I, I, I want the younger lads to, to to be as best as they can, and we've got some great lads here. So I want to try and guide them and help them um, on their careers. And if I can have a little bit of input to them, then I'll sh- I'll try and do that.
1: The manager said that you and Connor, in particular, are really good communicators. So. Who's the chattiest out of the pair of you? Do you think? Oh, I think we all know what that is, don't we? You
0: can't shut him up. It's hard to, it's hard to get a word in edgeways when he's around. He's just back in today for the first time, and I can't wait to go and see what he's got to say. He'll be up there yapping everyone's head off in the canteen. Uh, nah, Cody's class. He's been really, really good. He's been a great addition to this to this team. Um, I, as, as the manager mentioned when he gave him the armband, is is he, a he's a real proper leader. Um, and fair play to him. From the moment he walks in this door, he, he's he's been a voice straight away. Um, and he's got great respect from all the lads, and he's an exceptional player too.
1: And I don't know if you heard recently, but Alex you so said that yourself and Connor were like the dads of the yeah, dressing room. Yeah. What What did you make of that?
0: Made me feel a bit old for the first time in a while. <laughs> uh, I took it as a compliment in a way, because I don't know. Do you look up to your dad? Or maybe you do. Some Some people do. Um, nah, I feel like there's a few there's a few heads in it. Everyone looked up to Shay. Shea, Shea's an unbelievable captain. Uh, I'd been told I was told that before I joined, but I probably didn't realise how much of a captain he was until until I got to the club. Um, and Seamus has been brilliant because he was even in pre-season he was injured, not always around the lads, but he was still a voice. We um, had a difficult difficult game in Minnesota, and to, to hear the captain there who hadn't even played to be talking the way he was, um, for someone like me to look up to him and, and see how he's around the lads is, is great. Um, but it, we, Me and Connor, we're, we're experienced enough, we've played a lot of games in this league um, and I think we understand that in our roles and our position, we need to be the voices of this group at times um, and I think we both enjoy doing it.
1: I just wanted to ask you about Sheamus actually, just because you mentioned him there. Um, What is it about him that makes him such a big influence? I know he hasn't been playing every week so far this season, but what makes him such a big influence and how does he help drive those standards every day?
0: I think, as you say there, he's not played a lot of minutes this season, but that's not it doesn't change him. It's very easy to see some people not playing. You can just sort of think, well, I'm all, it's all about myself now. Um, but not Seamus. It's selfless. He, he, he wants this, this club to do well, this team to do well. Um, he's not a shouter, but he's a voice that commands respect. And if he speaks, people listen. Um, he understands the history of this club. He loves this football club and he wants us to do well. um, And that's his passion. So he'll do everything in his power to make sure that the the lads are driving standards, um, pushing each other, um, but also makes it a nice working environment. He's super welcoming. As soon as I joined, he sent me a text straight away, um, just telling me to be myself and and great to have me on board. And just little touches like that. As as a new lad, it's, it's nice to know you've got someone there for you.
1: And you mentioned there earlier about trying to help some of the young lads along is that because you knew how valuable that was for you in the early stages of your career. So maybe you'll speak to the likes of of Stanley, even Nathan, who's only 20 years old. You're happy to go out of your way to help them in any way that you can. Like I said, I'm
0: 29 years old and having someone like Shay text me as I'm joining, just something like that really helped. Mm-hmm. So there's been a few new faces here that I've, I've tried to speak to and help too. And then yeah, the, the younger lads, they just need it. They just need a bit of a, a bit of guidance, especially on the pitch, because it's not easy, especially playing at this level. Like, Pat has been unbelievable so far. Um, but it's, it's difficult out there. So having just that, just that voice beside you, which is maybe a bit more calming and can just go help guide you through a game
1: here and there, it's nice, because um, I, I always appreciate it when I was younger. And just a final couple of questions now, James. I mean, you've been here um, just for around three months now. What are the main things that have struck you by Everton in that time?
0: The fans, the atmosphere on a game day is incredible. Turn up to Goodison, I've never experienced anything like it. And that's not just, obviously, the derby or the first game. Every game we've we've been there so far. Um, The players, the quality we've got. Um, Some of these players are the best I've played with. Um, Real talents. Um, and if we get these players performing to the best of their ability all the time, we'll, we'll be in for a good season. Um, and then just the whole feel of the club, it is a real family club. Um, it, it's a big old training ground, but you, it's, it, it does seem like real close-knit. Um, there's a lot of faces around, but everyone seems to know each other get on. Um
1: and I say, it's, it's just been a real good feeling since I've been here. And just finally, on a personal level and collectively, how would you describe your ambitions for the remainder of this season?
0: Um, we just got to keep pushing ourselves I've, there's a lot of good signs there for us early season we're defending really well um, we're, we're attacking well we just get these final details right in the final third um, which we will do because it takes a bit of time we're still jogging as a team um, I'm super excited for the season moving forward um, I'm really looking forward to seeing where we go